Hello and welcome to Making Better Bites, a bite-sized podcast about all things family nutrition. My name is Adrienne and today we are going to be discussing mealtime stress specifically for kids at holiday time. All right, welcome back to today's episode. We are now nearing uh, mid-November, which means that we are getting closer to the holidays Um, specifically Thanksgiving and then Christmas for me, but perhaps you celebrate other holidays and you are already in the thick of it or have different things coming up Um, or just family get-togethers in general. I kind of just wanted to touch on stress that happens for kids surrounding going to like family members or being around large groups of people when it comes to eating and um you know, maybe this is something you're already aware of with your own kids. Maybe you're not aware of this, or maybe you are really focused on like how you feel going around other people, um, especially if you suffer from like body dysmorphia or just difficulty with your own body and the way that you look, especially after, you know, everything that we've been through. And I hate that we are always saying, you know, like everything we've been through in the last two years, year and a half, but it really is true. It's taken a toll on all of us mentally. We've all changed in different ways. And maybe this is the first time that you're getting ready to be around family again. Maybe you only typically see them at the holidays. And so it's been, you know, since 2019, since you last saw them and things for you have changed. And, you know, there's a lot of pressure with that, but I wanted to focus on the kids aspect. And later I can touch on like being an adult and going into holidays, um, probably more so on my social media than on the podcast. Um, because I feel like a lot of this maybe could also help adults, like things that I'm saying here, you know, you could use as responses for yourself as well. Um, I just want to preface this, like for today's topic, I feel like maybe I'm a little bit extra sensitive about this topic because I'm someone who is like very, very shy and I was even more shy as a child. And for some reason, people um, who are more outgoing, or I don't know, I don't really know why this happens to me so much, but people feel like they can make comments to me about like my personality and about things that I'm doing. Like often it's something people say and I really don't get it, but um, hopefully this is something that you guys can relate to. And I didn't just make this all up off of like personal experience and stress about my own self, but, and like things that I stress about and whatever. But I feel like from like being on social media and seeing like other people's posts and things like that kind of this like traumatic upsetting experience around like family members or family friends um when it comes to like your body or like your eating um they seem to be like a common experience and it's something that i would love to see end because like we shouldn't be made to feel self-conscious about anything about ourselves and i want everyone to be confident and comfortable with who they are but it starts from like a young age of course and understanding um just what's okay and what's not okay to be said to you so i hope this helps i hope this isn't just like a major rant and you guys are like thinking i'm crazy but I think that it's something that's important to be said, and if I can just help one or two people understand that, then I'm glad that I did it. Um, so yeah, like I said, I might be a little bit more sensitive to this, but I think it's it's a pretty common shared experience. Um, so there's many things, of course, to be aware of when it comes to your kids and like taking them to someone else's house for the holidays 
or for any time, but like I said, it's November, so I'm going to be talking about holiday experience. Um, But what I'm going to focus on today is the portion of holiday stress that comes with eating. So like I said, I know a lot of parents are stressed about their own selves when it comes to being around their family, um, people making comments to them about their parenting, about their bodies, about like weight loss, weight gain, different things, really anything, um, and feeling insecure maybe about how you look, which, um, like I said, today I'm going to focus mostly like from a kid's perspective, like a parent-to-child relationship, but you can interpret this and use this, of course, however you wish and whatever is going to be helpful for you. So, um, the first thing I would say is if there's something you want for people to know about your child's eating or their feelings in general, I would clue people in prior to the get together if that's possible. Like maybe your family has like a group email, a group chat, or maybe there's like kind of like a matriarch in your family that you can go to with the information and you trust them to like pass it along to the rest of the family members. And um, this could be something like perhaps you have an older child who is suffering from an eating disorder or you have a younger child and that's not the case, but you want people to know like that you don't make your kids eat any certain type of way. Um, You can choose how much of this information you want to disclose in each situation because you know your friends and your family best and you know like what the situation is for you that you might want people to know ahead of time. Um, You know, if it is something serious like disordered eating or an eating disorder or a mental health issue, you might not want to disclose everything for the privacy of that person. Um, But if they're little kids and, you know, you just don't want people making comments in general, and maybe you grew up with these people making comments to you or whatever the situation is, um, you could just try letting them know ahead of time, you know, like, I don't want my kids to feel uncomfortable, and I just want you to know, you know, we do things a little bit differently than maybe some of you grew up with or, like, other households might do, but this is how we handle this in my family. So, just having open, honest conversations beforehand, if you can prevent the situation from even occurring, great, perfect, awesome. Um, I love it. And that would be my first kind of tip. So, then the second one is going to be, like, preparing your child prior to the situation. So, if your child is old enough to understand, prepare them for the situation you're headed into. This could be letting them know ahead of time what to do if they feel uncomfortable at any given time or um, if anyone says anything to them, like, makes comments to them about anything, um, body eating or their behavior or the way they look or something that they're doing, you know, if they say anything to them at all that makes them uncomfortable, I would assume you would want your kids to come to you and let you know. That's what I would want my kids to do so that it could be something that we like address together and discuss so that my child could understand um, the way I want them to about that situation. But um, yeah, just letting them know ahead of time what they can do and preparing them in advance because you don't know what's going to come up. You don't know what the situation will be. And maybe this is a new situation for them. These are new people to be around or whatever. I know when I take my niece and nephew somewhere, I always am like preparing them in advance for like what we're going to be doing, what the activities are, and kind of like what the expectations are of like, this is what we do when we get there. This is how we behave. 
um, while we're there, you know, we're going to the playground. We're going to stay until I say that it's time that we're done. When we're done, this is what I want you to do. So kind of just the same thing, just like giving them the rundown of what to prepare so that they know in their minds what to do. Um, including if something happens that they feel is a negative experience, letting them know to let you know so that they aren't feeling confused about it and what they're supposed to be doing. Um, and then I would also prepare them, of course, for the types of foods that they'll be eating at the meal. And um, that way they can know what to expect, you know, if it's something unfamiliar or if this is a new situation for you. Um, just letting them know ahead of time, like, hey, we're going to have like turkey and there's going to be some bread and some green bean casserole and things might look different and taste different and that's okay to try stuff just kind of like that you know having the open conversation before you even get to the situation preparing them um i don't know about you guys but i like to know what i am going into before i got go to a get together um, with family or friends or whatever the situation is i kind of like to have an idea so that i can prepare for that situation and we should give the same courtesy to kids so that they can be clued in as well and then of course if it is a potluck style meal where lots of people are bringing lots of different things including yourself try bringing something that is a household regular or a household favorite for you and your family um, so that your kids can be involved in that preparation they can feel included in the preparation of the meal and they also can recognize something on their plate when it comes time to sit down to eat. And then the third thing is going to be while you are at the get together, I would um, recommend that you are the one to make your child's plate or helping or watching over with them so that nobody else has the opportunity to kind of step in and maybe do things in a way that you wish that they wouldn't, even though they are trying to be helpful. It isn't always helpful especially when you have younger kids and you're trying to teach them a certain way or you want them to learn certain things. Um, just making sure that you're there to help out your child so that there isn't the opportunity for confusion. Also, finding a seat for them um, that's going to be comfortable for them to sit in if that means that they are going to be at an adult-sized table or maybe there's going to be a kid-sized table um, or if you have to modify um, their seat for them by like adding a pillow or something like that just making sure they're comfortable and understand like what's going on and they feel clued into the situation and make sure they just like at home that they're able to reach everything that their seat is a height that's appropriate for them if that's something you're concerned about and then of course making sure they have utensils that are easy for them to use access to a beverage, um, if they're used to drinking something with their meals, etc. Just making sure everything is as familiar and similar to the way you do things at home as possible, just so that they can have an easier transition and understanding of what's going on. And then um, finally, if your child ends up not eating a single thing or they only eat snacks and or desserts, don't worry. Not only is this day just like one day or a few days out of the year being a holiday and not an everyday situation, it is completely normal. I mean, it's even normal on like regular days when you're at home and everything is familiar to them. So at a holiday, it's even more normal for their ha habits and their 
interests and eating to be completely different than usual. Um, All of these things mentioned of like there being different people, different food, lots of distractions going on at the holidays. It can all lead to kids not eating the way that they typically do. And if this is something that's happened with your kids in the past, or you're already anticipating this to happen with your child, then just make extra sure that they have a solid meal at home earlier in the day. Um, Especially if you're going to be eating like at an odd time to them, you know, a lot of times holidays are like you eat like a late lunch at three o'clock or an early dinner, whatever you want to consider it. So making sure your kids are still kind of like on that routine of their normal times. And you can also plan for them to have like a snack on the ride home or a meal when you get home if that is the case that they really didn't eat much. Then this is just to make sure that they're getting enough to eat, enough energy, and feeling well, obviously, for the festivities. And then my next thoughts are something that I have talked a bit on my Instagram page as well, but I wanted to address it a little bit more here. Um, Maybe you don't follow me on Instagram or you didn't see it or you just want more information. Um, There's a few different comments that I think are commonly heard directed toward kids from what I assume to be well-meaning adults or relatives, which if you are someone who has said these things in the past, I'll just preface, it's okay, just learn from it now and try to do better going forward. And maybe if you feel like this has affected someone in your life from these comments that you might've made, you could maybe consider apologizing to them. But that's not my place to tell you, obviously, like what to do. Just like with anything else, I am though going to give you some helpful responses that you can use to respond to others Um, with if these comments are made towards you or your child. Um, So first, I feel like there's going to be people who could comment on the amount of food that someone is eating, which could be something like, oh, is that all you're going to eat? There's hardly enough on your plate. Are you sure that you can eat all of that food? Don't you think that's too much food for someone your age? So that's whether they think you have too much or too little food on your plate. And your response can be, Um, As a parent, um, we are learning to listen to our bodies for how much food we're going to eat. It doesn't have anything to do with age or size. It's about our hunger and what will make us feel satisfied. If they want more or don't finish it all later, then that's okay too. And then um, people might also comment on the types of food that your child's eating, especially if you're someone I feel like who does like dessert with meals because this might be something that's foreign to them. This would be more of them saying like, oh, you better not eat that cookie. It'll spoil your appetite for the stuff that's good for you. If you don't finish your green beans, you won't grow to be strong and can't have any pie later. Who said that you could have dessert when you didn't touch the rest of your meal earlier? And obviously all of those things are kind of like demonizing dessert or saying that it should be more of like a reward for someone who eats their food or eats certain foods on their plate. Um, Response could be something like, you know, all foods have a purpose and our plates can look different at different times. Today's a holiday, so it's okay if they want more of that food that's safe for them. We often like to serve desserts with meals so that they can enjoy them in any order that they want to. And then um, kind of the final thing that people tend to comment on that I came up with is commenting like on the food that your child's eating, especially in relation to their size, something on the lines of you shouldn't be letting them eat so much. They are going to put on even more weight or no wonder you're so skinny. You've hardly eaten a thing. 
And um, I feel like a lot of times this comes from people who, I don't know, like want your child to like gain more weight or they just see them as being like a little thing or that kids who are overweight should be treated differently or not even overweight, but just at a higher weight than other kids their age, um, that they should be treated differently or have like less food offered to them, which is not the case. Um, And your response might be similar to the first one where we were talking about like that we listen to our bodies and how much food we're going to eat is just something that's going to satisfy us. And um, I also thought maybe like everyone has a unique body and appetite and we all need to nourish our bodies so that we can have energy to be active and grow. There's no need for anyone to comment on someone else's body at any time, nor the amount of food that they are eating. And, um, you know, of course, this is all assuming that people who are saying these things truly don't realize they're saying something that could impact your child. Definitely approach it in a gentle way and, you know, be kind about it. Because, like I said, I assume that they're not, like, meaning any kind of harm. Um, And so we want to be open to, you know, being kind in response, and maybe that will help them to change their thoughts around eating either for themselves or for their own kids or their grandkids or whatever the situation might be. Um, But we also want to be kind, especially because little ears are always listening and you never know how, what your response might be like around um, someone who says that and then your child could be impacted also by what you say. Um, So just being mindful, obviously, we're not always going to be perfect and have the perfect things to say and kids are going to hear things and situations happen. It is not the end of the world. But, you know, if something does happen where it's um, negative towards your child, be the bigger person where and open to like talking to your child about that situation at a later time to make sure they understand and don't feel affected by like whatever those comments may be that might be negative towards them. Um, whether people mean them negatively or not, they can still negatively impact your child. Um, and not to scare you or anything, but I mean, eating disorders these days start as young as like four and five and six years old. And of course they can also impact people who are 85 years old. So there's really no age, um, that's not affected by eating disorders and having their, um, thoughts, changed and impacted. So you might be caught off guard because this is the first time you are seeing this group of people since your kids started eating. Perhaps, you know, you now have a three-year-old who was only one year old the last time you had Thanksgiving or Christmas all together. Or this could be something you're expecting because similar things have been said to you or your kids in the past. Just always remember that if there's nothing nice to say about someone else, then there's nothing you should be saying at all. And comments made about someone else's body or eating habits are typically not welcomed. Um, You never know, like I said, what someone else might be going through and how those statements might affect them in the now or later on in their lives or how they view themselves. And um, especially, I mean, really anybody, like I said, but especially young, impressionable minds, you know, five-year-old, six-year-old, preteens, teenagers, anybody, but those ages really are extra sensitive to these types of things. And we're all just learning to try and do the 
do the best that we possibly can. But I do hope that these tips and ideas have helped you and your family this holiday season to be able to make better bites. Have a good day.